I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another podcast. Hey guys, how are you? Great. It's Buffalo week, baby. Yeah. It's Buffalo week, right? Time to get jacked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exciting times. <laughs> Buffalo I mean, to- week. Today's Wednesday and I can't wait. How about us playing the Bills in September? That's a great thing, isn't it? I, th- I think so. I, I just wish the, I wish the game was here. I, I you know I, I like the home field advantages. You know. Yeah, I I don't like the December games up in Buffalo, seeing all those idiot fans. Yeah, with but that's all right. I, I, to me, that's st- fun. Stupid Santa hats on. Yeah, it know, is. But we're gonna have a serious balls. advantage at the Mike, end of the year. You can't yep. throw ice balls or snowballs at us in yeah, September. Yeah, I know. Okay, I mean, you know, in September. So, right. You can't do it, you know. So, you know, advantage Dolphins right there because that was a bunch of horseshit last year. And um, the fact that they can't do that is a good thing. Probably. Yep. Probably. I can agree there. The fact that, uh, you know, we're playing them early in the season – up in Buffalo is is a big advantage, I think, for us. You know, you go up there, the weather's beautiful, conditions. The crowd always seems to get more fired up later yep. in the year when it's snowing and all that, right? I mean, you know, it, it's... Oh, I it, think they'll be fired up. Oh, they're going to be fired up, but I think even more so when it's snowing and they're in those conditions. I mean, you know, that well, would... Yeah, because the snow jacks, you know, they can, like you said, they can throw snowballs, they can do whatever they want, but... 
We're built on speed, Mike. So you know, it's it's a positive without it having is. to run If you're looking at it that way, ice. it definitely is. Yes. But yep. Anyways, uh, before we before we really get into the game, I want to ask Chris. Uh, Chris, what you think of your boy Sunday? Man, it wasn't just my boy. The whole team. I mean, whenever you can win by fifty points, there's not really too many negatives that I took from that game. Uh, the running game looked phenomenal. The passing game, I think Tua had more touchdowns than incompletions, which is pretty Isn't that wild. Crazy? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it was just it was just all around. The defense played great. Um, if you take away that kickoff return for the touchdown, I think we gave up 13 points. And Russell Wilson actually looked pretty good. It's not like he came out there and threw a stinker. His receivers really killed him. Well, the one guy in particular that fumbled a couple times, Sutton. But overall, I mean, it was just a great game. I haven't seen an offensive performance like that ever. You to probably have never guys, will. You probably never nah, will again. I mean, to have two guys <laughs> that rush for 200 yards and four touchdowns, eight eight touchdowns and 400 yards well, between we, we two backs had, is We nuts. only had one for 200 yards. I don't think Mostert had 200. Pretty sure he did, but you could be right. No, he. I. I don't. I think he had more like 140 yards. Yeah, 140, 150, something around there. But he didn't run the ball much in the second half. He would have had 200 yards. I mean, eight chain yeah. got. And yeah, because they, they had 350 yards rushing, so he, he couldn't yeah. have. Yeah, Brooks had 60. Oh, uh, something you know, somewhere around. Oh no, yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, eight chain had. Uh, over 200. So, yeah, I mean, he... 203, I think. If 203, I so, yeah, whatever, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But, you know, again, he he would have had over 200 yards had they given him the ball yep. longer yep. into the game. You know, totally Brooks, yeah. Brooks got all those yards at the end as well, and A-Chain had quite a few carries. So, no, it's, it's, it's neither here nor there. It up. I, I like the fact they're sp- splitting it up because, you know... It, it does two things. It gets people ready in case somebody gets hurt, and uh, it, it it shows you that our, our running game is legit when when everybody is able to get that kind of uh, productivity. Yes, yep. you no, mean Chris Brooks. Chris right. Brooks averaged seven yards a carry at the end of yeah, that right. game too. So that was good to see. See the rookie. Yeah, get he some showed touches. some power in that run. For sure, <laughs> he ran that guy oh, yeah. over out along the sideline there. Yeah, that's that's what we're missing too from this offense. I know Jeff yeah. Wilson brings a little bit of that. I'm sure yes, he'll he be back within the next yep. couple of weeks. But I mean, it was really Meister nice to was see. running tough too. Don't don't yeah. sell him short. He he was running tough. He does run tough, but the thing with him is you don't want him to start banging into guys too much cause yeah, because he's 31 years old. And yeah, you know, exactly. We've already talked about that a few times, but yeah, it's just yep. great to see us have a stable of backs who you can put any of them in, and it's gonna continue to be productive all of those guys run hard a chain i saw him running over guys as well i mean he's built on speed but he puts his head down and he will run through you yeah watched him do it a couple times last sunday and most are i mean you know i i again i can't say enough about him i mean he's he's in great shape you know he's had some injuries through his career but right now you know, he looks even better than he did last year. And last year, he looked really good. Catches the ball. 
he runs through tackles, guys. I mean, if you go back and you watch that game, I can guarantee you he ran through anywhere from a half a dozen to a dozen tackles in that game. Yeah, he's strong. He's a strong guy. And he, yeah, he's just got a very, very indifferent running style. You know, when you watch him, you're like, he, he, he runs upright. He's smooth. And, and he's just, he just glides. It doesn't yeah. even look like he's, he's moved, you know, he's exactly. even trying to, yep. you know, get through. But he, he's an outstanding running back. And the fact that Wilson and Ahmed aren't, aren't, weren't even in the picture this past week says a lot about the depth. I mean, I don't, I don't see Jeff Wilson seeing the football field. I think he's going to be uh, a guy that at the trade deadline they possibly try to move to get a late-round draft pick for because he's expendable at this point. I mean, Brooks, Brooks is more than capable as well as Ahmed. I mean, you've got a lot of guys here. Wilson's just not going to see the field. I mean, who are you going to put him in over, guys? I mean, honestly. Who are you going to put him in over? Are you going to take carries away from A-Chain or Mostert to get him in the game? No, I think we may see him in the short yardage situations, goal line, third and shorts, stuff like that. Possible. If, but if I, at all. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think, think the Mostert is just as productive. Talented. Yeah. I mean, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because they're going to have a, long, a, lo, a log jam there. You know, I think Ahmed – you know, brings an element as well. You know, he brings good speed. And I mean, we saw what he did, you know, in a little bit of action he got earlier in the season. And all through the preseason, he looked fantastic. So, you know, he's a guy that's very capable as well. So it's going to be quite interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, I'd be shocked, in all honesty, once everybody's healthy, if all of these guys are active on given Sundays, I think they're going to have to have one or two of these sure. guys a healthy scratch. Yep. You know, yeah. there, there's going to be needs elsewhere. You know, that's that's if we stay healthy, obviously, at that running back position. Obviously, if somebody gets dinged up, they're going to carry an extra back. But, you know, I think at this point, you know, they, there's necessities in other areas that they have to carry extra bodies for. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they manage that situation. You want to hear something else interesting? Sure. PFF ranks Tua number one out of all the quarterbacks. They also rank Tyreek Hill number one out of the receivers and (laughs) Mostert number one out of the running backs. Wow. And Holland. Isn't Holland the number one ranked safety right now? Talking talking offense right now. Yep. All right. Sure. How about, how about Robbie Chosen, Mike? How, yeah, did he, yeah. how did he grade out? One catch, 70 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know that I saw a grade for him, to be <laughs> honest with you. But uh, <laughs> he hasn't played enough snaps. <laughs> nah, right, no. right, right. It's, you know, that's another thing, you know, at that receiver position. I mean, you know, I think, you know, with Waddle's injury, and I think he, it's a concussion protocol situation, right? I think he yep. should, I mean, two weeks. Yeah, you'd and think he'd be back this week. You would think he'd be back. Craycraft, not so sure about that. Yeah, um, they said he's going to be week to week. He's going to be a, week. That's a big loss for our offense because he's played great. Yeah. I mean, you know, anytime he's called upon, he's making plays. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how they manage, you know, this week as far as guys being active and inactive. Who was inactive this week? Was it Easy E? Yeah. 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 He was inactive, which, you know, I thought was quite he doesn't interesting. Play, he doesn't play special teams. That's why he was inactive. Yeah. 
Mm-mm-mm. And not only that, we haven't really used him much in the passing game. He's been used more as like a gadget guy yep. coming out of the backfield, jet right. sweeps. Which is concerning, like right, to an extent. You know, I mean, you know, at this point in his career, you know, we're, we're going to be a quarter of the way through the season after this Sunday. And, you know, this is now a year and a quarter where, you know, he's not really part of our passing attack, you know, and just the fact that you got a guy like Craycraft who, you know, who's like a, you know, I, I hate to use the word bottom of the barrel guy, but he's a guy that, you know, when you came in. He's a journeyman. And, and you looked at the depth chart, right. And he's getting a lot more playing time over easy. It's a little bit concerning at this point. You know, you, you want to see him start making plays, you know, similar to what Craycraft and Barrios are doing. But, um, it just hasn't happened. So we'll see. You know, hopefully as the season progresses, you know, we see a little bit more. This out of is them. one of the things that really annoys me about free agency because you draft these young kids and they're not all ready to produce right away. And by the time you get them groomed, <laughs> it's time to either resign them or, or say goodbye to them. And, and, you know, a lot of times you've got to say goodbye. Yeah. So, you know, to me, uh, that's just frustrating, you know, because, you, you, like I said, you get the guys ready to play, and by the time they get good and they're comfortable, and then it's time to probably lose them, and it annoys me. Well, I mean, that, that goes back to, you know, the drafting, Mike. I mean, if you look around the NFL and you see guys that are right out of college being very productive, I mean, that kid Tank Dell comes to mind, you know, over in Houston. I mean, there, there's there's examples all over the place. You oh, know, sure, it, sure. But um, not, not everybody is ready. You know, some of the smaller yeah. schools, you know, and, and they got a lot to learn. Yeah. So. Well, but my point is, is that, you know, you try to, you know, because of the situation you just mentioned, you try to get guys that are pretty much ready for the NFL. To I would where, think, right? Exactly. I mean, you know, when, when you bring in a project, a guy like Iggy, for example, you know, you, you, you have to have that understanding that, you know, if it takes you two years to develop him and, um, you know, by the time he's in his third year or fourth year, he's, you know, actually being productive, you know, then you got to resign him, just like you said. So, you know, I think that, you know, when it comes to early draft picks, I mean, you have to draft guys that in today's NFL are there and ready. You know, especially with the way the college systems are run nowadays, even some of the smaller schools are running a very, um, you know, an offense that that passes the ball quite a bit. You know, so your receivers, regardless of where they come from, are running a lot of patterns now. I mean, do you remember the way football used to be in college? My God, it was 90 percent running the football. It's it's just changed incredibly. So. You know, that goes back to, you know, even Tyndale and guys like that. You know, we knew Tyndale would be a project because he wasn't necessarily even a starter on that that Georgia defense. Right. You know, he was more of a, you know, a guy that played situationally. So, you know, like you said, you know, you, you get into that situation and it, you're right, it is frustrating. But, um, you know, they maybe have to do just a little bit better job of getting guys that are that are ready to step right in. All right. so. Before we continue, let me go ahead and uh, give you guys some of the some of the grades uh, that PFF came up with and, and where these players rank among their peers. Let's look at linemen. Um, we have Connor Williams. He's second of 35 centers. Nice. 
and uh, his grade is 80. Win is 47th of uh, 76 guards, and he's at a 55-7. Eichenberg's grade is 29-2, doesn't have enough to qualify to <laughs> rank among his peers. Uh, Robert Hunt is 7th of 76 guards, and his grade is 75-1. Kendall Lamb is 30th of 67, and I didn't write his grade down. Why, I don't know. And uh, Austin Jackson, 40th of uh, 67, he's 58-7. So pretty impressive as a group, right? I mean, obviously you've got Eichenberg, who's less than you would like, but uh, aside from that, the rest of the guys are pretty much getting the job done. Well, Arms, what about Armstead, Mike? I mean, because he only played oh, yeah, one yeah, game. Oh, yeah, he didn't he's play enough. His, his grade this week was uh, 81-4. Right. Okay. So, you know, if you factor in Armstead with that 80 grade, you know, he'd be way up there. So you've got, you know, as I mentioned, I think on Monday, you got three guys that are basically right at the top of their class, right? Right. You know, with Williams at center, Hunt at right guard. Um, you know, an Armstead who, you know, is going to be obviously among the better tackles in the league. So you got three out of your five guys, you know, really doing a fantastic job. The other two are, you know, probably uh, a little bit below average, right? You know, yeah, in regard to uh, Austin Jackson's 40th of uh, 67. So, yeah, that's below average. That's way down there. And then our other guard, the left guard you mentioned, uh, Wynn. Yep, 47 of 76. Yeah, 47 to 76. He's kind of like right around, you know, just below average as well. Yep. So, But you, you can know. live with that, you know. You as, can. Yes. I think you'd like Jackson to step it up just a little bit, but you yes. can live with this. And, and they looked really, really good Sunday. I mean, a line was just firing off, and uh, they looked, I mean, they were really impressive on pass blocking and run blocking. Mm hmm. Out of curiosity, Mike, where is Smythe among tight ends? You know, it's, I'm curious in regard to that. I mean, obviously, he doesn't get a lot of pass catching opportunities, but He's you know, 36 of 69 and has a grade of 57.9. Okay, so, so he's he's in the middle of the pack. He's in the middle of the pack, which you would expect because he, again, he doesn't bring really much to the game as far as his pass pass catching, but. You know, he's, I'm sure he's doing okay blocking and so on and so forth because that, that has to have him in the middle there. If they based it strictly on, um, you know, the amount of catches he makes or whatever, or the amount of plays that he's in that situation, uh, he'd be much further down. So, yeah. All right. Very interesting. So, let, let's do this. Um, we have a game in, you know, in Buffalo this week, and uh, let's talk about how Miami might attack the Buffalo defense. Go ahead, Chris. So I think our best shot is to be a lot like we were last week. I mean, we're facing a way better defense, but I think a balanced attack is the best way to go. Because if we can establish the run early, that opens up the play action and then that opens up the passing in general. They can't just, you know, stack the box or play deep. They're going to we have to keep this Buffalo defense on their toes. I just finished watching their game from last week yesterday. And one guy that really stood out to me is their rookie, Terrell Bernard, that's playing that middle linebacker. I mean, he was making plays. He had an interception, I think a fumble recovery, yeah. a couple sacks. I mean, he was flying all over He's the field. He's 22, 77 linebackers with a 73, 6th grade. 
Yeah. I mean, you got him and Milano in the middle. Yep. Their defensive line was causing havoc for Washington. Um, their defensive backs, it says that they're both questionable. Are their safeties? They both, it says they're both questionable. They're Boy, older they're guys. Not. Yeah. Yep. But their Tredavious White's been playing a lot better. Their defense, I'm definitely more scared about their defense than I am their offense. Their offense kind of was, you know, they didn't do much other than Josh Allen doing what he normally does when you can't contain him and he either takes off running or he rolls out right and the corner right. can't cover Diggs forever. But if you yeah. look at their numbers from last week, other than Diggs, nobody, receiving-wise, nobody else really – made plays i know gabe davis had one touchdown but like i said it all starts with the running game i think if we can run the ball successfully against them which washington did to the most extent i think we can have a pretty big day again what buffalo did to us last year now we had skylar thompson in a quarterback and i'm sure that that may factor into why they chose to play the way they did but in the wild card game uh they had nine guys within five yards of the line of scrimmage Mm-hmm. So they were shutting down our run game and, and you know, kind of forcing us to throw. And, uh, you know, with that many people within li- close to the line of scrimmage, you can give up sacks and, and your linemen get confused about who's coming from where, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, if they do that, we've got to be on our P's and Q's. You know, the, the guys have to know who to block. And, uh, you know, they have to pick up stunts and blitzes and all that. And, you know, they haven't had a lot of that <laughs> the past couple of weeks. They really haven't. So I'll be interested to see how Buffalo does actually do it. But I think they'll probably do something similar where they are closer to the line of scrimmage than the Broncos were. Yeah, this is going to be our biggest test for this offensive line. I know they've played great up to this point, but we're going to see how good they really are this week. Yep. With us going up there in September and the weather, you know, supposedly being perfect this Sunday, if they, in fact, Mike, do put nine guys in the box, they're asking for trouble because <laughs> Tyreek, I mean, seriously, Tyreek is, you know, and Waddle, if he, you know, if, if he, in fact, plays, or, you know, to ca- cover those guys man to man and basically, you know, just have, you know, one guy in the middle of the field, you're asking for trouble. Um, you know, they can have nine guys in the box and Tua can get rid of the ball, you know, in two, two and a half seconds. I mean, it, it's not going to have any effect on them. Uh, I can't see them trying to defend us the same way they did with Thompson, at quarterback. I mean, it's, you know, we're worlds away from what we saw in that game and his ability, you know, Thompson's ability to get the ball out quickly and to get the ball down the field. And where the offense was in regard to penalties and blocking, it, it's, you know, it, it's a whole different football team out there. And so what do you think they'll do? Buffalo? I yeah. think they're just going to play, a, you know, try to play a very sound defense. I don't think they're going to do, um, you know, anything extreme. What do you I, I just see them lining up and trying to beat us that way. I don't, Mike, I don't see them doing putting nine guys in the box, but at the same token, I don't see them playing an umbrella defense as well. I think they're going to have their 11 guys out there. Um, I think that their coordinator has a lot of um, confidence in the fact that they can line up against us and just play us. 
in in a normal type defense, and that's the only way you can well, really they play do a four it. Four three. Point. So you expect them to stay that's, in a four three. Yep, four yeah. three. I mean, if you don't, if you go to a nickel package, then you're going to see a running game coming at you consistently, yep. and yeah. um, you know that that's a problem as well. So you know, w- what do you do? I think you just line up. You know, you keep your base defense out there, obviously on first down, second down. And, you know, you make changes as, as the game progresses. Because, as Chris mentioned, you know, this team has talent, you know, up front. And their secondary has some talent. I mean, it's a talented defense, uh, better than any of the defenses we have faced. So, Very, yeah. you know, I think they're just going to line up. You know, they may double Tyreek on the outside. But other than that, I think they're going to keep, you know, their linebackers in to play the run. They're going to hope that their defensive line can control our offensive line and, you know, go about that. If they start blitzing us and doing that sort of stuff, I think they're playing into our hands because the, the offense right now is just so crisp. And as long as they execute the way they have through three games, um, Buffalo is going to run into some problems if they start getting too cute one way or another. I think they just have to line up and try and beat us that way. All right. Anything else to add as far as the uh, Buffalo defense is concerned? Well, McDermott's calling the plays now, their head coach, because Leslie Frazier stepped away this year. Yep. yep. So I, I saw them blitzing a lot last week, but like Lou was saying, if they if they start doing that against us frequently, I don't think it's going to work out no, for them. But I, d- for- I do I do think that they're going to mix in some blitzes and on third exactly. down try to try to confuse Tua. But two is playing at such a high level right now. I just, I hope. Well, to see I, it. I think you want to hit Tua. If if I'm yeah. the defensive coach, I want to get some pressure on this kid because he can't just stand back there like he did against Denver. Or they're not going to stand a chance. Yeah. Well, well, here's the other factor, guys. You know, how many third downs did we have last week? Not, not an awful many. lot. So yeah. you know, the key here is being aggressive on first and second down. Right. You know, you don't want to get into a situation where you know, you're in third and longs, you know, third and eights, third and tens, third and twelve, whatever the case may be. If you're in third and shorts, you're in a good position or you don't even get to third down. You just, you're just effective on your very first play and you just keep moving the chain over and over and over again. You keep smacking them in the face until they're like, my God, can we, you know, can we slow this team down and get them in the, those situations to where two has got to throw the ball down the field a little bit. Um, you need to avoid that. And, you know, I think if they do blitz, you know, I think that McDaniel at this point in the season, you know, to where they've shown an awful lot of different packages through three weeks, it has to get more imaginative, even, you know, even more so this week, because, <laughs> um, you know, if in fact that is the case, you know, you try to get the ball in the flats to the running backs. And I think in this game in particular, with our offense going against their defense, I, I'm thinking that a chain is going to be a major X factor in this, and I and I think it's going well, to happen. I think that goes without saying, yeah. right? Yeah. Catching the ball, I think it's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield. I think you're going to see a lot of dink and dunks, and you know, um, you know, they yep. will attack their secondary to some For, extent. Force the safeties to tackle him. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was just about to say. For Tua, I want to just see him take what the defense is giving him. We have to dink and dunk it 10 times before something downfield opens up and then he takes his shot. Hey, 
it is what it is. But I want to see him play like he's played a lot the last three weeks and just right. taking what the defense gives him, not trying to get it all on one play and just yeah, keep get, the chains get, moving. Yeah, don't get greedy. Yeah. He he is the real key, right? You know, I'm I'm really excited. Well, that and Waddle about, coming back. About this challenge, yeah. With two. If he goes out there and and he shines up in Buffalo in, in, in a big, big game, divisional game, the sky's the limit this season. It really is. Because, you know, you look at the rest of the schedule and the, and the challenges ahead. You know, there's very few guys, you know, up in Philly. You know, Philly, but that, that's Kansas a, City, that's and a Buffalo conference. Again, it's know? a conference game, you know. Yep. Um, some of you know the other, but you know, the, the second Buffalo game will be here at home. Uh, right. The Kansas City game is in Germany, so you don't have to go up to Kansas City to play that game. So, you know, this is one of the bigger challenges on that schedule as you look at it. And if he goes up there and shines, then you know, like I said, the sky's the limit from here. All right, the sky is the limit. <laughs> What we're going to do is we're going to break for a moment, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. We are back. Um, That was exciting stuff there, guys. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Was it? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm, gl- I'm glad we were able to excite you, Mike. I'm getting excited for the game. I really am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been excited since we won last Sunday. I, you know, on the podcast Monday, I said, uh, I wish we were playing tomorrow. And um, yeah, we're, we're about halfway through the week. And uh, it is exciting talking about it because, you know, the team's playing at probably just, the highest level in yeah. the NFL right now. Yeah, it's such a chess match, and they're both playing at a very high level. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, who blinks first. Uh, now... Let's talk about their offense uh, going against our defense. Right. Uh, how do you feel Buffalo will uh, attack our defense? Where's the weak link? As you look at our defense, Mike, it, it's really, it, it's really they contrast each other from week to week, right? I mean, you know, teams ran the ball pretty good on us, right? The Chargers yeah. ran all over us, but the other two didn't, right? right per se. And, you know, Denver had some, some success throwing the football, right, last week, you know, early on in the game. Um, week two, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, New England really didn't do much of anything g- really well, right? They, they just kept the they, – we kept them around as far as I was concerned. Yeah, no, game. I'd agree but, with that. But they didn't do anything special running the ball or passing the ball. So 
you know, our, our defense right now is kind of like hard to figure out where, where our weakness is. Um, you know, the key is obviously Josh Allen and making them work down the field. Um, and that's what you have to do against this football team. You know, Allen is not a patient guy. He likes to take his shots. He doesn't like to, you know, meticulate the ball down the field. So to speak, you know, he likes to, you know, get the ball and, you know, just get them jacked up and he has a 20-yard run, you know, and a 20-yard pass. And, you know, he likes moving the ball up and down the field. You start frustrating him and, you know, to where they, you know, they come off the field, they don't score points or they're working for everything they get, which is what we did last year in all three games, uh, you know, he starts running into problems. And, um you know, as you look at their offense as a whole, you know, Latavius Murray is a guy that, you know, can hurt us if he's on the field because he runs extremely hard. And, um, you know, I know they have James Cook and I know they have Damian Harris, but Latavius Murray is an interesting guy because if they keep him on the field in three receiver sets and they run the ball into our middle to where we've got a dime package, he can be extremely effective in this football game. Right. You know, so as far as Buffalo is concerned, you know, Diggs, you know, he's going to have his share of catches. I mean, guys, it, he didn't really hurt us in any of the three games last year, did he? From what I remember. No, we locked him down pretty good from what I remember as well. Right. Um, you know, so so from there, what do you have? You got Gabe Davis and you got Khalil uh, Shakir, right? He's He's the third receiver on this team. Uh, Trent, don't forget about Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. I mean, I don't know what kind of numbers he's put up this year, but I don't think he's been. A no, big, he, I think he's got two he receptions. His, yeah, he had his first catch uh, in the game on Sunday. He's got two receptions all season, so I think he's kind of an afterthought. Um, you know, I'll let you guys talk a little bit, but they you know, also what, have a receiver, Deontay Hardy, who uh, plays a slot. Yeah, the guys that can also hurt us are the two tight ends, especially this, this rookie Kincaid. You know, we, we've had problems against tight ends in the past, and they always seem, Knox always seems to have a decent game against us, right? I mean, this, yeah, guy, this guy always seems to catch touchdown passes against us over the last few years. So, you know, we, we have to be conscious of the fact that, you know, yeah, we may, we may try to get digs out of the game, but the tight ends, you know, could have some trouble. And, of course, you know, um, Josh Allen running the football. I mean, the key is just pounding him, just like we did last year. I mean, making him work and, you know, none of that bullshit to where he gets up and he's dancing and smiling, you know, after guys get hit. You know, take the smile off his face early, make him work for everything he has, and, um, you know, go from there. But, you know, as Chris mentioned, you know, I think that the defense – I'm more concerned with their defense against our offense than I am our offense against our defense, their offense against our defense. Well, their weakness is their offensive line. They've got Dawkins, who's really good at left tackle, but the the other four guys are are average. Yeah. Well, Mike, out of curiosity, you know, Uh go ahead, Chris, talk. And while, Chris, while you're talking, Mike, maybe pull up their grades, you know, and let's see how they compare. I've got them right here. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead then. You want a line? The line is Dawkins at uh, 80.7. Right. Where does he rank? 
fourth among 67 tackles. Okay, so he's one of the one of the better tackles. Okay, yeah. go ahead. McGovern uh, at uh, left guard is 40th of 76. Okay. Uh, the center, Merce. Uh, Morse is uh, 14 of 35. He's 62-5. Okay. Torrance is 61-5, and he's 32 of 76. Okay. And uh, Brown at right tackle is uh, 60.6, 36 of 67. Yeah, so they're all average. I mean, they're, they're all average, right? Basically, you know, they've got an elite guy, you know, right in the top five. And then the other four are all right around the middle of, middle of the pack. Yeah. Um, so they're not horrible. So Chubb is going to have his hands full, but the other three guys should be able to, uh, you know, win some of these battles along the line of scrimmage. Sure. Go ahead, Chris. I think the main factor that we have to stop is we have to contain Allen. We can't let him go outside. We can't let him move up and take off running because that's where they seem to be the most effective. When, if he's just going to sit there and drop back, we got to blitz him. I'm not saying we got to blitz him, you know, three or four times a drive, but we got to confuse him. Like you said, he doesn't like to get hit. He's not a very patient guy either. So we've we've played him pretty well the last couple of years, and I just think that he's at oh, his he's best. He's playing us better, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's at his best when he can create. Yep. You know, and those two edge guys and then the guys in the middle, they got to really just contain him. And then um, and then I, I think if we can shut down their run early, then that'll make him one dimensional and then that'll start to cause problems for their offense. Because like I said, I mean, other than Diggs, they, they do have those two tight ends that are pretty good, but there's nobody that really scares you. No, um, Gabe, Gabe Davis is an average receiver. Yeah, the only thing that I'm worried about is Gabe Davis and Eli Apple trying to cover him on that other side. But with how good our safeties are playing right now, I think I think we should be fine. Well, you didn't see Apple last week. You saw Bethel instead. Oh, yeah. And Bethel actually played pretty good. Yep, he did. He made plays. Where Where is Needham? I mean, is he is he inactive? Oh, um, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, still, he's still recovering. He's, yeah, he's, he's still, still working back. I got gotcha. you. Guys, let me throw some numbers at you from last year, you know, Josh Allen against us. So, you know, the first game in Miami in September, which was right around this time, it was September 25th last year, Josh Allen threw the ball, and you guys probably don't even remember this, he threw the ball 63 times in that football game, 63. He threw for 400 yards, um, but... He completed 42 passes. So you do the average there, guys. He only averaged about 10 yards a completion, throwing the ball 63 times, right? Um, you know, second time we played him, uh, let's see, where is that game? Uh, up, 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 up. Come on, there we go. He threw the ball 40 times, had 25 completions for 300 yards. Um, Threw the ball a lot. I mean, fifteen yep. completion incompletions out of forty pass attempts is not is not fantastic. And then the playoff game, he completed twenty three of thirty nine for three hundred and fifty two yards. So, you know, he fared well against us, but he does this against everybody. You know, you you can't really stop him, but you can. You're not going to stop him. You've got to contain him. You got to sure in the hell slow him down. So. Yep. You know, he had 
you know, four touchdowns in the game up in Buffalo and then three touchdowns in the playoff game. A lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, in those last two games, our offense was just constantly off the field. You know, they didn't. What we need, Lewis, is the red zone defense to uh, turn them around a couple of times. Exactly. Our now, defense was decimated in those games, too, at the end there. Yeah, exactly. A lot of guys out. A yeah. lot of guys out. And, you know, also, you know, again, the offense was just, you know, obviously in the playoff game we had Thompson. They were constantly three and out. We didn't put any drives together whatsoever. Um, now, as far as Allen rushing against us, you know, in the first game in Miami, he had eight, eight attempts for 47 yards, okay? Um, in the second game, he had 10 rushes for 77 yards. And then in the playoff game, he had four for 20. It wasn't necessary for him to run the ball an awful lot in that right. game. Um, and we've got a different coordinator, so things could change. Yeah. Things could change. I mean, I don't know how they're going to approach it. If the, you know, They should really always have a spy on him. Um, you know, my thinking is, is that <laughs> you send that <laughs> – you send that extra rusher. When he drops back to pass, you send that guy at him, you know, and you just roll the dice and hope, hope that, you know, you, you contain him. Um, you know, you mix that up and then you drop in the coverage from time to time. They got to mix it up, but they do, I think, have to blitz him and take those running lanes away from him. The, the guys on the outside are so key because, oh, my God, last year, I think on Chubb's side, how many times did we see pressure? from up the middle and him getting flushed outside and making plays. And it was usually around Chubb's side. So uh, they got to contain him. You know, they got to keep him from getting outside of them and getting down that sideline and making big plays, as Chris mentioned earlier. Well, like I said, Dawkins is a really good tackle. So Chubb's going to have his hands full. Right. Um, he may need some help. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, this is going to be a very interesting game. I'm really, really looking forward to it, as I said. And uh, there's so many different ways they can go. You know, these teams are both multifaceted. They can run, they can throw. And uh, it's going to be up to the defenses to uh, determine who wins, I think. Yeah, and I guess later on today we'll find out where Phillips is, is in regard to um... – yeah, his availability. His availability. I mean, hopefully he at least had a limited practice today. If he did not practice today and he does not practice again tomorrow, uh, then it's not looking good. And, and, I mean, against Josh Allen and the Bills, I mean, he's he's absolute necessity to have out there. He really yeah, is. Yeah, you want your two best ends out there because you're going to rely on them to keep Allen in the pocket. Exactly. And Phillips can run him down. I mean, whereas yep. Zogba, you know, or whoever else is rotating in, uh, you know, it's it's a little different situation. I mean, I think you see a lot of Van Ginkle this week yeah. because he's, you know, he, You're he's You're going to see a lot of quick. Van Ginkle every week. Yeah. yeah well, we even more so. <laughs> I, I think he's the guy that they have spying Josh Allen, to be honest with you, if in fact they, they, they go that route. I mean, he's the perfect candidate for that situation and you may see him depending on phillips ability you know to play this week if, if uh, availability i should right. say he could take a spot um you may see van ginkle in the middle of the field a lot more this week if in fact that's the case to spy allen 
you know, yeah, to put them in that smart. situation. It is. I think it's extremely smart if they, in fact, no, I'm, do gonna, I'm going to take the contrary opinion here because I don't think it's smart. I think you need to rely on your defensive ends to keep them in the pocket. You blitz them up the middle once or twice, you know, you just selectively. And uh, I think you need your guys in coverage because if you start spying him, that's one less person you have in, in coverage and uh, he'll make you pay that way. Yeah. I mean, if you don't spy him, Mike, I mean, all, all of this comes, comes around Phillips playing. If Phillips plays, you know, I think that there'll be a lot, they'll be much more comfortable with the fact that, you know, they can contain yep. him, at least on that side. If he yep. doesn't, if he doesn't, you know, you're just asking for trouble there. I agree I, with that. You know, I think that, you know, that that wouldn't be a good situation, um, you know, unless we're just getting, you know, pass rush from, from every angle. Um, but, you know, he, he's, listen, you know, when he looks down the field for too long, he will stay in that pocket. Uh, you know, at times and hold on to the football, you can get to him. They, they, the push up the middle is going to be a major key this week too. You know, you want you want that pocket breaking down to where he doesn't have, I mean, how many times did we see over the last, since he's been in the league, games where he just sat there flat-footed for four or five seconds and was able to just pick us apart? You know, that cannot happen. Well, I don't think it's going to happen with the offensive line they have now. No, hopefully I'm not wrong on this because <laughs> I don't want it to happen. But uh, uh, I, I think that Wilkins is going to be able to have an impact up the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully and, Siler as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, if, if those boys can do what they need to do and the ends can contain, uh, then we can, we can give Allen some trouble. The other thing, though, that concerns me is Howard because he's not been playing well, and uh, we need a little better effort from him this week. And I don't mean physical effort. I mean production effort. Well, how, how do you guys – who do you think – where do you think Diggs lines up? Do you think that they, they line him up on X-Man's side and say, Probably. okay, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to attack you? Because I think they did quite a bit of that last year, didn't uh -huh. they? Uh-huh. Yeah, as long as he's not having to cover digs for six seconds and Josh Allen scrambling around and then they start, you know, running off script things, that's where they thrive. And that's as a cornerback, that's hard to cover. You know, if you have a guy blanketed sure. and then Allen breaks to the outside and he's got those couple extra seconds. Right. Now and they're he doing turns different. around and, and that's, you know, runs you know, back to the quarterback. So. You know, it, it, yeah, it's a tough position to be in. They've got to get pressure. They, they've got to be able to contain Allen. You can't give him yeah. five seconds to throw the ball. You're, you're mm -hmm. not going to win. Exactly. I think yeah. w Wilkins always gives Allen a hard time too. Yep. So I'm expecting a big game out of Wilkins, and if he can get get a sack on him early, I know that <laughs> that's what's gonna your mess. what's your prediction for the game, Chris? I'm gonna say we win twenty-eight to twenty-four. Ooh, tight one. Yeah, Lewis. I I think you're gonna see some scoring in this game. I, I say we win thirty. 28 or 34 31 i think this is going to be a nip and tuck game um but i th i i see us winning i really do i think that you know buffalo's defense is going to have a hard time stopping us and at the same token i think buffalo's going to score some points on our defense this because our defense just isn't quite there yet 
And, um, you know, Josh Allen's going to make some plays, you know, that's inevitable. Um, but, you know, I think we wind up pulling this game out, but I think it's going to, there's going to be quite a bit of scoring in this one. That's interesting. You know, I, I think also that they're going to win. I just think that McDaniel has this group right now playing so well, uh, particularly on offense. And uh, if the defense can get just a little bit better, I think uh, we'll walk out of Buffalo with a victory. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, what's I mean, your score, one thing, Mike? What's your score? Yeah, what's the, what's what the is my score? I, I, I think, you know, probably like I think you said, 28-24. Uh, that, that's the area I would look the game to be in. Um, maybe a little bit higher, but not a whole lot. And I said that last week, and they scored 70 points. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, right now, what you know, regardless of what defense you're going against right now, you know, I say this a lot, too. I mean, this isn't the 85 Bears defense. I mean, it's a good defense. They're, they're very good. They're, they're a pretty solid defense, but – you know, keep in mind, this is a team that lost to the Jets a couple of weeks ago with yep. Aaron Rodgers out from the second series, right? So, yep. you know, they they did allow the Jets to hang around. Um, you know, their offense didn't look great that night. And Chris mentioned that, you know, last week, you know, they were average, you know, for a while. You know, they were struggling a bit to get points and Washington and they just kept giving them the ball back and gave them more and more opportunities. Our offense is not going to do what Washington's offense did. I think our offense is going to put a lot of pressure on them to keep up with us. You know, I think in the end, as long as, you know, we don't turn the ball over two, three times, we're going to win this football game. The uh, last thing, Mike, we got some injury updates as far okay. as who practiced today. Waddle fully practiced today. Beautiful. And, uh, Connor Williams and Jalen Phillips will not practice today. Yeah. Okay. So Well, today's Wednesday, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. The coach usually gives players off on Wednesday when they need it. Yep. And uh, we'll see. It's well, not necessarily a kiss of death for those guys. They can come back tomorrow or Friday. Yes, yep. and absolutely. They're, uh, and they're still determining whether Craig Kraft is going to go on IR or not. So. That's yeah. not that's not great news, but no. I think we'll see a little bit more Robbie chosen, nope. mm-hmm. or Ben Barrios. Well, yeah, yeah. but and I my mean, God, like, we don't even talk about Cedric Wilson anymore, do we? My God, who? he's yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, the the positive out of all that is the fact that Waddle's back, and my goodness, is that a major, major plus because that is is a plus. If you're down him and Craycraft, I mean, you're really getting, you know, a little bit thin there, right? You know, um, you know, you got Barrios playing a much bigger role in that situation. And then of course, as Chris mentioned, probably chosen coming in and quite a, you know, quite a bit, quite a bit in that situation. So Waddle being back fully at practice today, means that, you know, we're seeing him on Sunday, which is, which is great. That's great. All right, guys. Yep. Uh, Again, thanks for joining me, and uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back after the game, and uh, until then, fins up. Fins up. Let's get to 4-0. Fins up, Dolphins.
All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right, until next week, be well and take care. Network.